0: It's lit, hot like the five or four boards. How so I move through the lobby, sensor twelve. look flame been hot just to show you the time frame. Left flame, hundred mil down on my desk, but I'm still up the siding, straight up. Match the M's in my account to the truck in my driveway. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More. I apologize for that intro, but uh, you're here now. Presumably, you made it through the first, like, 30 seconds of this episode, so I hope you stick with me. Today's gonna be, hopefully, a real quick one. I don't actually have a lot of time, but I'm trying to bang this one out for you guys. Uh, I'm gonna talk about a recent school trip I took to New York. Uh, I, since I was in uh, sixth grade... I have been accelerated in English so when I was in sixth grade they put me in seventh grade English which was I mean in the words of Laflame himself it was pretty lit so I uh no way by the time I got to high school was I gonna be in uh, regular English are you kidding me of course I was heading up honors so freshman year took honors We did a field trip that year, too, because, uh, basically every year they take a a field trip to some nearby city, and we usually see, like, a play or some sort of famous, uh, monument or memorial or something. I know a couple years ago they went down to D.C., they saw A Christmas Carol, uh, at the Ford Theater, I think? That doesn't sound right. It might be. I don't know. The, The theater where President Lincoln was shot, they went to see it in that theater, and then they, uh you know, saw this, you know, the scene where it happened and everything, which sounded pretty cool. I know they've been down to Philly for certain things. Uh, last year we went to Harrisburg, which is the capital of Pennsylvania. We saw the diary of Anne Frank and we listened to a Holocaust survivor tell her story. Uh, one of those things is a lot better than the other. It wasn't a super high-end theater, so you can probably guess which one it was. But, um, this year for the first time ever, we got some sort of like one of a kind offer to buy a bunch of Broadway tickets in bulk. So we could get enough tickets to co- to cover the entire uh, Honors English department, and we'd get them for some sort of unnamed discount. But um, we'd be taking a coach up to New York to go see a Broadway show, and we'd also be seeing a few other things there, is what they told us. So, uh, you know, they gave us an interest poll, like, hey, how many of you would want to do this? How many of you would be able to pretty much everyone was like, yeah, obviously, we want to do this, and, and, I mean, I'll make the time, so, it was set in stone, it was decided, we would be going for the first time ever to New York City, we'd be seeing To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway, and we would be going to the 9 Memorial, and we'd be eating at Bubba Gump Shrimp, okay, so, I mean, it sounds like a pretty fire trip, and, uh, it, it seemed like it would be forever away when they gave us those forms, uh, but it just happened. It happened on Wednesday. It finally came, and uh, I gotta say it's pretty awesome man uh it 's been a it 's been a minute since i 've been up to new york it 's my favorite place in the whole world, so it was really great to be back. It was like visiting an old friend uh and it was uh it wasn 't great weather, but it was the kind of weather I like in the city it wasn 't blisteringly hot it wasn 't rainy per se, but it was kind of gray, a little bit overcast. Uh, it drizzled at points, but it, it was, it was like, it was nice weather, nice and cool, wasn't too hot, wasn't too cold, wasn't too sunny, ah, just perfect, and then, yeah, man, it was just so great to spend the day in the city, um, we, we took, so we took the coach up, and it was, it it was, uh, like, it was nice, obviously, it's pretty roomy, uh, we we were kind of going through traffic for a while though, so it took us a lot longer than it uh probably would normally, but it was still fine. It was a it was a pretty great ride. Uh, I don't even know. It was so weird. I think the probably the standout part. Well, there there were maybe two, so probably the first was that. It felt like forever, and I was, you know, I tracked time by how many, you know, hours of music or podcasts I've listened to, so I was like, I know I have been listening to this for an hour and a half, and, you know, we, we left it, we left at 5.10, and it's still barely, like, the sun's barely come up, and it, it's been, like, a while, and then all of a sudden, we just kind of, uh, the sun's up. Like, it was so fast. And then at the same time, everybody started waking up kind of and eating breakfast. And I had already eaten because I'm a very hungry person all the time. But it was so weird. It was... I don't even know how to describe it. It was just so sudden. But that was really cool. And then probably another standout was we went through a toll uh, toll booth. And after, for some reason, I'm, and this was... I don't actually have a great point of reference for where this was. It was in New Jersey somewhere, I think. It was because we were right outside of Newark, so yeah, it was it was close to, uh, pretty close to that. So, the the thing of it was though, there were no lanes, there was no painted you know white lines, and that was that was really weird and disconcerting. It was kind of like we were back in Massachusetts to be honest because there are a lot of roads that had either very faint lines or just non-existent. And it was so weird and pretty nerve-wracking, especially cuz there were some people who were on their phones in traffic, which was probably not the best place to be checking your email or whatever, but it was fine. We made it. We were all good. So we we yeah, we we made it to New York. We parked it took us forever to park, which was, I mean, I know that happens, but it was so weird how we had to go, because we passed it, and I was like, mm, that's because I'm a super nerd, like, I could, I've traveled enough throughout the, these few states that are, that are close to Pennsylvania, that I could tell where we were based on certain buildings that we would pass, so there's a, there's a pretty big hospital complex that we'd pass, and I was like, oh, okay, I know we we're like an hour and some change outside of where we're trying to go, or something like that. So, I knew, especially based on the city geography, because I'm a bit of a New York buff, so I knew, I knew where we were headed, I knew what streets we were looking for, and I knew based on which cities we were passing on the trip, how close we were. And so we're, we're cutting through Jersey, we go through the Holland Tunnel, and it was, you know, we're right there. And we passed, we, we passed the 9-11 memorial, and I was, you know I was like, that's it, because I recognize it, I've been there before and then we went up like another couple blocks to turn all the way back around and come back so but that you know that happens it's a very big bus and not a lot of parking so it was all good and the, so i have been to the memorial and i did the uh one world trade center the uh, one world observatory freedom tower whatever you want to call it excuse me and it uh it was really nice, uh, but we did not do that this time, and when I went to do all of that stuff, the memorial, like the the waterfalls and everything, I didn't actually go to the museum, so we went to the museum this time, and that was a first. It was very similar in some ways to the Flight 93 memorial, which we stopped by on our way to Pittsburgh. Uh, it was similar in concept and in some of the things they had available for you there, but then it was obviously a lot bigger because it's a much larger scale event. So they had a really impressive mural kind of thing where it was a different shade of blue for every person lost on that day. And then you go down underground and you're kind of walking around the foundation of what was the Twin Towers, which was really harrowing. It's insane that that's all that's left now. And then yeah, they just had a lot of things preserved and a lot of uh small items and clothing and uh, de- demolished cars and fire trucks and ambulances and stuff kept from that day, and that was all. I mean that's that's hard to see. I don't, I don't know, man. That and uh, they they played some stuff that I had heard before. They played some of the phone calls, and I I just oh that is really hard to listen to. And they even they have the the airphones or whatever they're called like the on flight, uh, s- cell phones kind of things. They're they're corded. I don't. I'm not sure what to call them. I'm sorry, but uh. But yeah, they had them there that you could listen to stuff, and I was like, no, thank you. Once is enough for me, but it was all right. It was good to be there with with friends and stuff. It's it's not something that I'd really want to do without an immediate support system, but. Um. Yeah, and the only thing I really hate about that is that there's very often uh, people that are being very disrespectful near you. Just like, uh, clearly people, maybe tourists or younger kids or whatever that just don't understand the gravity of what happened. So that's, I don't know, that's weird. That kind of takes you out of the experience. But overall, it didn't really dampen it. It was still a great a great museum it was well put together and it was it was definitely worth the trip and worth seeing I would definitely recommend it and uh, actually one other thing that I was surprised to see because I kind of knew what I was was expecting uh, since I'd been to the Flight 93 Memorial but I did not expect because the Flight 93 Memorial did not have this they had a whole section dedicated to the actual terrorists and the formation of Al-Qaeda and how a lot of this came together and what their plan was. And they had footage from the airports of the terrace boarding the planes and everything. That was that was crazy. But yeah, that was unexpected, but a, a good addition. And then after that, we got on the bus and we went to Broadway. Which, I mean... I've never been to Broadway to see a show like I've I've definitely seen it and been through it but I've never seen a show and that was really cool that was so I don't know it's so great to be on the street and just amongst it and there was so much chaos and like craziness and it's just like electric I loved it and then we we got in we got to the theater we had balcony seats which uh, weren't I'm surprised... Like I, I guess I see the appeal of being down below... Because you're close to the action... The actors and everything... But I'm surprised that balcony seats... Are kind of seen as lesser seats... Because I don't really think I would have wanted to watch it from down there... But I might be wrong... Uh, but I, I definitely... The seats were, were nice... It was a good view uh, that we had... I wasn't expecting them to be so close together... It was very cramped... And uh, overall... This isn't really a knock on the theater, but I just was expecting something a little more extravagant and, like, grandiose, I guess. But it was a little dingy. It was a little... I don't even know if dingy is the right word. Because it's not the right word. It well-kept and, and very nice. I don't... I don't know. It was something about it I was just expecting something a little more... Wow. I don't know. It's, it's hard to articulate. I hope maybe you understand what I mean. I don't even know if I understand what I, what I mean, but... I mean, it was fine. It was, it's was a very nice theater. Overpriced as hell, but very nice. Bag of candy was like eight dollars. Not that I was even trying to get any of it. S- seriously, uh, and I know some people will be saying everything in New York's like that. No, it's not. You're crazy. The the show itself, though, it was *Kill Mockingbird* with Jeff Daniels and. It's been getting a lot of acclaim recently. There's been a lot of build up to it, at least for me. I po- I follow not Broadway very s- heavily, but I do follow just general you know, big things in pop culture, things that are receiving a lot of accolades. And this has definitely been high on the list for the past couple of months. So I didn't ever think that I'd get to see it, but once they told us that was what we were gonna see, I was definitely very excited. And like the fact that Jeff Daniels was going to be that close and like he's someone that I would legitimately want to meet, and obviously you're not going to get to meet him, but still, you're in the same room, and he's right there, and it- it's so cool. And the more you know, I thought about it, I just kept getting more excited for it, and sometimes there's a danger that when you get that hyped up for something, it lets you down in some way. But immediately, I was totally off-put by... Uh, the staging of it, and it's much more humorous, and the pacing's a lot different. It's the same story beats, but in a much different order, and the way it was told, I just wasn't expecting, but I settled into it pretty quickly, and I would say about, like, three to four minutes into it, I was like, I love this, and I did. I loved it. It was not a huge departure from the book plot-wise but in terms of the structure and the the humor it was like those were very different and this play is a lot more funny a lot wittier and it also does a lot more jumping through time than than the book or the movie does they're both very much linear narratives but this is uh this is a lot different this kind of goes it starts with the question of how would you fall on your knife and kill yourself. And it basically ends with that question too. And intercut with all these different very important books of Scout grow Books, sorry. Moments in the book of Scout growing up. And of different parts of the like big summer adventure that they kind of go on. It's intercut with the trial. And you go through like one witness at a time. And the cross-ex and like, everything with that. And that was all really really cool I didn't expect it to be structured that way but I think it kept it a lot more interesting and I I was actually just talking about this I was telling somebody about this this morning I I like stories where you aren't given four you're given two over here and two over there and you put that together to make four that's a pretty clever analogy that I heard on another podcast I'm sure you've heard me talk about it before hey do you remember it's the best ca- bo- best podcast on iTunes change my mind it's it's a really clever analogy but it describes a lot of stories that I like where you don't totally spell everything out you leave it up to the reader or the audience to kind of determine parts of the story on their own I think that's very interesting and writing stories like that keeps viewers involved and interested and I think that's a really clever way to tell stories so when we get to this play and they start doing a lot of that I really like that and I like how because it's a play you lack the ability to do title cards or like you know one month later you can't really break it up into chapters or scenes that well that's not true, but you know what I mean. You can't, you don't have as clear a division of scenes because everything's fluid. It has to keep moving. There's no cuts. There's no, you know, cut to black and then like a title card comes up. You just lack that capability. So I like, I, it was such an amazing balancing act to, to keep you moving through the story and, and understanding the different parts of it and how they all connect together. And I really enjoyed that. And all the characters were very well written, and they were also performed very well. Jeff Daniels is obviously the standout, and with good reason. He's brilliant. I mean, he's so calm and cool and collected, and he's just got a great sense of comic timing. And he plays a father and a conflicted lawyer, all this stuff really well. He he does it masterfully. It's amazing to watch. But uh, everyone else is really good, too. Tom Robinson stood out for me. I really loved the actor who portrayed him. Uh, his big standout moment is during his sort of cross-ex in the trial, and that was one of my favorite moments in the play. Another one of my favorite moments is the part where Atticus goes to uh, to the jail, and he brings his reading lamp, and he's just sitting out there reading, and then, uh, oh, what's his name? Mr. Well, I know Mr. Cunningham comes there, but Yule, Bob Yule, Bob Yule, and all those people, they all come over. That is easily my favorite part of the book and movie. It's, it's kind of reads weirdly, but I grew an affinity for it. Especially once I saw it visualized, visualized in the movie, that's such a, a unique and powerful image, just all that dark. Cut through by this reading lamp, and he's just sitting there so calmly, just reading. I think that's one of my favorite parts about Atticus Finch as a character is the calmness, just the ability to go into any situation and know how to handle it, and barely break a sweat and just be so cool and so aware all the time. It's so unique, and it's one of my favorite parts about him, so that image really personifies that visually, and it's one of my favorite parts of any interpretation of the story. And this part of it definitely didn't disappoint. And the scene that follows where Scout runs out and tells Mr. Cunningham to say hi to his son and everything. Oh man, did that hit really hard. I think using comedy to draw you into a story and help you connect with characters and then undercutting it with dramatic moments makes the drama seem more impactful because you've been used to laughing along with the characters. And this is one of those parts where I think that was used expertly. You go from a scene that was a little more lighthearted and witty to this scene where it's just uh, very emotional and very dark and silent. And, oh man, did I love it. And the the costume design for this scene was really great. The lighting was fantastic. This whole scene, goddamn stand out. Um, I mean, the trial itself was also really, really great. Uh, I'd like to, to take a second to talk about the actual like stage and the setting and everything. The sets were so elaborate and intricate, which is something I wasn't expecting. Like I said, I've never really seen a professional play, let alone one performed on Broadway. So I was not expecting the level of intricacy with these sets and how they come down from the ceiling and how quickly and easily they can be switched out. Some of these weren't even pushed out by stagehands or anything. Actually, I don't think there were any stagehands. It was all the actors that kind of clean up. But, uh, they, yeah, they moved on their own, which was, I mean, I'm sure it's something really simple, it's probably, like, remote control, or magnets, or something, I don't know, or someone pushes them really hard, I don't know, but it, it was so cool just to, to see, and be kind of, at all, like, wow, how did they do that, in all, sorry, at, wow, how did they do that, but, yeah, that was, I was unexpected, and that was another really great part of this whole experience, um another another thing that I took note of this is a much smaller thing a little less obvious but I love to see the little touches that a lot of these performers put in just because they've been rehearsing and performing this for so many months now it's it's insane just the level of, of professionalism and like memorization that they have and how uh, pro- some of this stuff requires them to put tables, uh, like, they push them on and off the stage, and they have chairs to accompany these tables. So they put the chairs on on the table, and then there'll be a few other parts, uh, other elements of set dressing, like, uh, I don't know, like a glass of water, and a lot of times a briefcase. There's almost always a briefcase on these tables. And I, like, some, just the smallest thing that I was just so taken aback by was how perfectly the the actor... Who played Jem puts Atticus's briefcase on the table, then puts the chair there, and they're they're just touching, but like he doesn't knock the the briefcase off. It was like so perfect that he didn't have to move it at all once he had set it down. Like just the level of like perfection that's in these performances and how all this unfolds was man, that was outstanding. So Yeah, if you have the means and if you are interested in this kind of stuff, I would highly recommend going to see this. Uh, Probably read the book first, too. There are a few things that the play cuts out, and just the difference in tone and structure. There are interesting comparisons to be made, but I figure most people listening to this have A, not seen this play, and B, probably don't remember reading the book, even if they did, and other than that they maybe not maybe haven't even read the book so I don't want to dwell on it too long or provide specific plot details because I know that's that's hard sometimes to connect to if you haven't really experienced it especially when I'm talking about you know kind of a redoing of something if you haven't even seen the original that's just kind of hard but but yeah I would definitely recommend all of it it's it's a really great story and I totally get why it's a classic Took me a while to warm up to, I will admit, but I do really like it. Actually, you know what? This isn't really an adaptation, but the audiobook of this is also really good. It's Sissy Spacek who reads it. Uh you can get it on Audible. It's um It's the actress who portrays Carrie in, in the then in that movie. And she's really good. Like her voice just fits this book perfectly. So if you don't even want to read, you can just listen to it. It's a pretty great audiobook. Um, Yeah, alright. I promised you a shorter episode, and that I that's what happened. Oh, ho- hold on. Uh, we also went to Bubblegum, which is in Times Square, and that was really fun, too. I had a veggie burger, because it's the only thing that I can eat on the menu, and, I mean, it was fine. It was a little bit less than average, I would say, but... It wasn't like horrible or anything the fries were really good and uh it was really cool to just see this restaurant that had been completely decorated and and modeled after one movie and just clearly made with so much love for forrest gump that was really cool i this is probably going to be blasphemy but i have only seen forrest gump once and it was on tv and we didn't even finish it so i I don't really have the love for it that some people do. And so this restaurant wasn't really a big thing for me, but it was still really cool to go see and experience. And it was something new in New York that I can now say I've seen. Honestly, I wish this was possible, but obviously it's not New York. It's very expensive. Uh, but I think that New York is so amazing and so, like, vast – you could go there every year, probably twice a year, K through twelve, and always have something new to see. That would be, it's so, it's so wonderful. Oh God, guys, I love it. Go to New York, just just do it. You know what? It's amazing. Um, but yeah, that was, that was really really great. And then the ride home was, I mean, it was fine. Um, as it was very sad. Didn't really want to leave, gonna be honest. But we did while we were waiting for the bus see some people across the street in a, dancing in a hotel room who started like seeing us and reacting to us and stuff and uh, filming us, which is a bit weird. But we filmed them back, so it's fine. And then some other people in a different hotel room started doing the same thing. It's really hard to describe, but we were just kind of like, you know, just kind of chilling. And then we had to leave, which was, like I said, really sad. But it was so weird, too, how much it escalated, like a comedy sketch, almost. It was like, oh, first it was just a girl. Oh, then it's her boyfriend. Oh, there's a third girl. Oh, there's a second guy. What? Oh, Like, what? It was so weird. And then, yeah, there's another hotel room with two other people looking at us. There's a total of, like, six people just being so entertained by this crowd of kids just waiting for a bus. It was so weird. But, um... Yeah, that was that was a standout moment. Oh. Um I mean that's about it. I don't really have much else to say to be honest. Uh we watched Red Dawn, which wasn't very good. Um one of the worst paced movies I've ever seen. And Watchmen is still good. Uh, I think I might have liked the pilot better than the second episode, but I mean they're they're pretty much neck and neck. It's like just small things that just like, uh, a little, slightly more over dramatic writing, I think that was the only thing that the second one has, uh, that the, the first one doesn't, I think, um, that makes it a little bit better, but, I mean, other than that, it's, they're nearly perfect, these are really good, uh, episodes, and, um, yeah, man, that's, that's about it, I don't really have much else, so, uh, I'll just wrap this up with telling you what I'm grateful for, and then I'll get out of here. So I'm grateful for the trip to New York, obviously. Grateful to have the means and to have a school that can provide that kind of thing for us. It was a once-in-like-a-lifetime like thing for our school, probably. It'll be a really long time before they ever do this again, if they ever do this again. And it was great to be a part of that. I really enjoyed it, so that's what I'm grateful for. Okay, it's that time of the show again where I tell you all the things that you can do to find me just so that I know you will inevitably not. But, I'm doing it anyway. Thanks as always for listening. That sounded really angry, I'm so sorry. Um, Let me redo that real quick. Now comes the part of the show where I tell you where to find me so that you can give any feedback, questions, or comments. How was that? Was that better? Do you think I should become a rapper? That's going to be my uh, my question coming out of this. I mean, guys, listen to that intro. I get, I'm basically just Travis Scott, if you think about it. Uh, okay, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that at giovandrioli one I didn't actually post any pictures of New York, but every other trip I've gone on, I do post pictures of... Um, uh if you wanna follow the show where I post updates on new episodes and what movies I'll be covering, you can do that at um uh, movies and Pod on Instagram. Or if Instagram doesn't really float your boat, totally understand, doesn't really float mine either. But uh then you can email me at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. Hit me up with any questions, comments, suggestions, whatevers, stories you have from New York. Did anyone dance in a hotel room for you guys? I bet they didn't, but maybe they did. Let me know. Um, And then, if you're not really feeling any of that, it's okay. Totally understand. Maybe you'd like to write a review. Uh, I would be so kind of you. You can just do it right in an app. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. Helps me get more traction, turn up in searches better, top the charts, you know, all that. Be great. Uh, So, yeah. Thank you if you do any and all of that. I greatly appreciate it. But the most important thing that you did for me today was listen to this episode. So as always, I want to thank you for that. And um, have a fantastic day. That's all I got.